Joshua chapter 6 verses 1 through 5 Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel none went out and none came in And the Lord said to Joshua see I have given Jericho into your hand its king and the mighty men of valor you shall march around the city all you men of war you shall go around the city once this you shall do 6 days and seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark but the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times and the priests shall blow the trumpets it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn and when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people shall shout with a great shout then the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up every man straight before him let us start with a quick word of prayer lord our heavenly father we thank you lord for this time We thank you for giving us another opportunity to be in your presence master. What a privilege it is to be in your presence. What a privilege it is to worship the king of kings and the lord of lords. We thank you that you have graciously added another day in our life. We thank you that your mighty holy spirit has led us thus far. And we pray that your mighty holy spirit will lead us till the very end master. Lord I pray that let your mighty holy spirit grip this place let your mighty holy spirit grip our hearts anoint these lips of clay amen strengthen this weak body and i pray that you will make these words revelatory and make it relevant to our lives let your will be done today in jesus name we pray amen, amen. please excuse me for my voice but I I'll try my best to deliver what I have to give. You must be wondering what is the correlation between Genesis chapter 3 and Joshua chapter 6. With the help of the Holy Spirit I want to give you a few perspectives which I think is very important and very relevant for the times we live in. The book of Genesis chapter 3 the Bible says that God marvelously created Adam and Eve and he placed them in the garden of eden this garden was specifically prepared for adam and eve and quite unfortunately sister eve has a conversation with someone whom she should have never had a conversation with the first thing that she did she opened her ears to someone to whom she should have never given space she begins to hear the words of someone who is going to be detrimental to her destiny and she begins to have this conversation with a snake this conversation with the snake begins to have a rippling effect not only in their life but thousands of generations from there on let me highlight this my dear brothers and sisters we have to be very careful with whom we speak we have to be very careful who has our attention 
who has access to your life and my life who has access to our inner circle who has access to your ear who has access to your heart who has access to your mind because if you give access to the wrong person and if you speak to the wrong person it will have a massive effect on your destiny many times we get frustrated with people because they come and say things that will turn us upside down many times we are battling with flesh saying that how could you say something like this how dare you come and speak something like this the frustration increases the agony increases the pain increases and we tend to increase this tension as the days go by let me remind you my dear brothers and sisters could it be possible that you are fighting against flesh could it be possible that that person has had a conversation with the snake whenever somebody keeps getting on my nerves whenever somebody tries to get the wrong words out of my mouth i have a list i will write their name because i know that this is a tool from the enemy i am not going to waste my time i am not going to waste my ammunition i am not going to waste my precious real estate which is my head in fighting this person so the person who constantly is after you could be someone who has had a conversation with the snake maybe i should give you a sermon with the title conversation with the snake the next time someone comes lashes out at you says unwanted things they break your heart they say things that will give you sleepless nights let me remind you perhaps they've had a conversation with the snake but this is not my focus just some appetizers for you the bible says that this lady has a conversation with the snake and because of this conversation the next step is action first is having a conversation with somebody letting somebody speak the wrong things into your mind heart and soul and when you keep listening to this it doesn't just stop with the conversation it leads to action i'll never forget this family they had come for our prayer in new jersey this young uh, boy has been dating this girl from a completely different religion and there was a firebrand preacher who brought them to me who was trying to justify the case that this person should marry somebody who doesn't believe in god rather so you know how dating chatting goes day and night you're talking 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 now the brother is immersed deep in love when you're young everything supersedes right so you know they like to put you in a spot so this firebrand preacher and this family were there they asked me what do you think we should do brother outright i told the brother though i he may have disliked me i said if you have a chance pack your bags kiss the sister a goodbye and run away because it is not easy to climb the mountain it is easy to come tumbling down if you think you are a firebrand preacher firebrand christian who can pray and shake the throne of god quite unfortunately knowing you for the last few months that i've seen you there is an absolute no way the firebrand preacher who brought me brought this family was upset terribly upset 
two months back i met this family again and this mother had tears she couldn't stop crying they were blessed with two children now the grandparents are trying to talk about christ they're trying to talk about the bible the children are now saying there is no god <laughs> jesus christ is just another character that we've heard of so now i ask this mother where is this firebrand preacher who supported this cause who is going to give account for these two souls that is the most important point i'm just giving you this example to tell you how powerful words are your words will not just remain with conversation it will move you ahead to make wrong decisions so adam and eve have this conversation they do something that is against the will of god and quite unfortunately the bible reminds you and me that the god who is the god of love the god who is the god who gave his life for you and me that same god made sure that there were consequences for their actions we must never forget my dear brothers and sisters man may not know because the bible says man looks at the outward appearance but god looks deep down into our hearts we cannot cheat god we cannot cheat god with our intentions with our mind with what we think every conversation and every action has a rippling effect there are consequences and the consequence was they were kicked out of the garden of eden which really struck me hard until that moment they would have never realized what they had with them you will be amazed by the fact that we take many things for granted we take the people for granted we take the family for granted we take our jobs for granted we take the good health god has given for granted and when it is taken away from you that is when it will hit us hard until that moment adam and eve were enjoying their life can you imagine being in the presence of god but one action led to god himself removing them from the garden of eden so let me remind you my dear brothers and sisters that the same god who loves us who blesses us who does everything for us the same god wants to make sure that we understand there are consequences there are consequences for our words and for our action and the bible says now they are sent out and god does something very unique he places a cherubim near the tree of life so that these two people don't eat that and he surrounds this tree of life with a sword with a flame around the sword which is constantly revolving around this tree of life when i was reading this what amazed me is what god had closed what god had covered until this very second nobody is able to break open what an amazing god we serve when god closes something when god covers something no man or no demon can come and disrupt it let me help you understand this a little deeper the bible says there was a man called job 
And when he cried out unto God, he raised his hands and he prayed, Lord, I want you to cover my family. I want you to cover my belongings. I want you to cover everything. And because he prayed like this every day, the Bible says God heard his prayer. And because God heard his prayer, he was surrounded with this divine hedge. And because he was surrounded by this divine hedge, the enemy goes and testifies and tells God, how can I touch Job? You have covered him. Your hedge has covered him. Could it be possible, my dear brothers and sisters, that many times the rippling damage that we see in our health with our family, with our children, could it be possible that we don't have this divine covering? Have you ever thought that God has to cover you? Whenever you step out of the house, God has to cover your vehicle. I was having this conversation with somebody because we built a home a couple of years back and suddenly there was an incident where something broke. My wife flipped out and she you know, summoned me to make sure there are cameras all around the house. You know, the brothers just have to follow orders. So I surrounded the house with cameras. So somebody was talking to me and they were saying that something took place. So I was about to mention something foolish. I was about to say that nobody can take a pin from my home because the house is surrounded with cameras and sensors. But thank God for his mighty Holy Spirit. Something deep inside said, shut your mouth. Immediately I zipped my mouth. Had I mentioned that this camera is going to protect me, this sensor is going to protect me, I would have lost that covering. I said, Lord, forgive me for my foolishness. Let me remind you, my dear brothers and sisters, we all need God's covering. Amen. Our family needs God's covering. Our body needs God's covering. Amen. Our jobs need God's covering. Yes. And most importantly, the church needs his covering. Yes. His ministry needs his covering. His servants need his covering. How many times have we raised our hands and prayed, Lord, cover your servants. Cover this church, Lord. Because if you don't have this divine covering, let me tell you, my dear brothers and sisters, in the 19 years that I've been in this ministry, I cannot explain to you how many churches I've seen break into multiple pieces. How many fellowships have broken into multiple pieces? And in order to stay intact, in order to be as one unit, as with one vision, you need God's covering. And I'm proving it to you from the Bible, what God covered there, until this day, nobody's able to go near it. So this is something I want to lay for your consideration. That what God covers, nobody can break it open. We have a God who holds all power in his hands. When he protects you, when he covers you, when he covers your child, no demon or man can come next to it. So this is the first thing I want to lay for your consideration. On the other hand, I want you to look at Joshua chapter 6. Here the Bible says that the people of Jericho built this wall around the city 
keeping in mind the children of God that they should not inherit this city. This covering was made by man. This covering was a man-made process. This covering was used with man's materials. I want you to see the difference with divine covering and man's covering. With divine protection and man's protection. Here, the, this city is covered by this wall. And let me remind you, my dear brothers and sisters, it's not just an ordinary wall. The Bible says that there were chariots running around this wall. Imagine the size of it. Imagine how threatened Joshua and his people would be. This is exactly what happens in your life and in my life. Many times in reality, the enemy will threaten you. Many times in reality, what you see will threaten you. In reality, what you read will threaten you. It's not a myth. I wish I could tell you, come to church, remember Jesus Christ, seek him every day, turn around 10 times, throw $50, everything will be all right. It makes my life easy, it makes the pastor's life easy. But quite unfortunately, the reality is, we will have to face Jericho walls every stage of our life. There will be Jericho walls that will surround our families. There will be Jericho walls that will surround your health, that will surround your child, that will surround your finances, that will surround your ministry. But never get disturbed by looking at the Jericho wall. Never get afraid by looking at the Jericho wall. Never get intimidated when the enemy threatens you. That is why I am a strong believer of the fact that there has to be a balance in life. You cannot be extremely practical and leave out spirituality. At the same time, you cannot be extremely spiritual and forget the practicality. Because there has to be a balance in life. God will never be upset if we use our brains. That is why he has given it. God does not care you have a red car, you buy a white car, you buy this home, you don't buy this home. God really does not care. What God truly cares is every time there is a destiny altering decision, you must involve him. Whenever there is decision that is going to not just impact you, but the generations to come, we must involve God. Because when man covers something, when the enemy covers something and threatens you day in and day out, there is something that the heavens will tell you. And let me remind you that God gives very simple instructions to Joshua. If you read the Bible well, from Genesis to Revelation, you will understand that God's instructions are very simple. It is never complicated. There are very few times where somebody has to crack the code. 
God's instructions are very simple, my dear brothers and sisters. Quite unfortunately, we complicate his instructions. He tells Joshua, don't worry about this. I have given you the city into your hands. This is what Joshua is hearing. But what is Joshua seeing? Completely different. There will be times in your life and in my life where the Holy Spirit will tell you something. But in reality, you see something different. Many times we are chasing what our naked eyes are seeing. Not realizing we are completely turning a deaf ear to what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us. God says, Joshua, don't worry about this. This is nothing for me. And that is the same message for you and me. Don't worry about what's threatening you. Don't get intimidated by what you are seeing, my dear brothers and sisters. He says, Joshua, I want you to follow these simple instructions. What are these instructions? He says, Joshua, I want you to take your people and march around this Jericho wall every day for six days. The seventh day, you will go around this wall seven times. And the seventh time, I want you to blow your trumpets, blow the horns with all the strength that you have. I want you to worship me and praise me. That's it. There ends the story. This is the instruction you had to follow. Sometimes the things that God tells you and me will never make sense. Let me help you understand this deeper. There was a young shepherd called David. The Bible says David was anointed three times. The third time he, after he was anointed, he becomes the king of Israel. And as soon as he becomes the king, the Philistines hear about David. They hear that David has become the king. As soon as they hear that David became the king, they come with all their might and attack David. And the Bible says, David runs into the presence of God and asks God, Lord, is this my battle? Will you give me the victory? God says, David, you go ahead. I'm going to give you the victory. David moves forward and beats the Philistines pillar to post. But quite unfortunately, the enemy comes back again. Let me remind you, sometimes the enemy that you defeat will come back again. There is no time to rest, my dear brothers and sisters. That is why we have to remember, we have to keep praying every day. Because the enemy will show, show up again. When you think you defeated the sickness, he will come back again. But that does not mean God gives the permission to take over your life. His job is to attack you. But this time, something different happens. The Bible says, David runs into the presence of God again and asks God, Lord, will you give me this victory? But God's instructions this time was a little strange. He says, David, this time I want you to do something different. I want you to go and stand under the mulberry tree, turn around 
and wait for the sound above the mulberry tree. Once you hear the sound above the mulberry tree, that will be a sign that I have released my angels and once I release my angels, you release your men. Does it make any sense? It doesn't make any sense. How can David, the new king, go and tell his army, wait for the sound that comes on top of the mulberry tree? It doesn't make sense. And did you notice it's a simple instruction. God's instructions will be simple but very difficult to follow. And the Bible says David and his men paused for a moment. They had to wait. There will be times you and me have to wait. God will put your life and my life on pause for a certain period of our life. It doesn't mean God has moved away. It means God is doing something about the mulberry tree. It means God is doing something in the heavenly realm. It means that this is what he teaches his disciples. That when you pray, I want you to pray, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Because if he binds something for you in heaven, for sure it will be yours on earth. But if he doesn't bind something for you and me in heaven, no matter how hard we try, it will never be ours on earth. Simple instruction. David and his men were looking like fools. But they waited. When you wait, people may mock at you. People may think you are crazy. But you have to wait silently. And the Bible says, as soon as God released his angels... David released his men and the victory was tremendous. This is another important lesson that we understand, we should understand that some battles in our life have to be won in the spiritual realm. There will be certain battles that we cannot win with our flesh. There will be certain battles where we need to go down on our knees Kill this flesh. When I say kill this flesh, don't take a knife and kill yourself. You have to stop eating and whining and dining and say, Lord, I'm killing my flesh and I'm coming to you in truth and in spirit. And I want you to do this. And here God's instructions to Joshua was very simple. Just go around this wall. But what really struck me was, why did God give the instruction that for seven days, the six days, you have to be silent? Did you notice that? He says, I don't want a single person to open their mouth and talk nonsense. I want you to zip your mouth and go around this Jericho wall for six days. And the seventh day, six times I want you to zip your mouth and go around it silently. And the seventh time, I want you to take all your strength, all your might and only worship and praise me. Did you notice this? Many times we miss this. Six days in a week we talk nonsense, we do nonsense and seventh day we come and sit in the pews and we worship God. Have you ever wondered why things are not moving in your life? 
Have you ever wondered why you are not seeing that breakthrough? Have you ever wondered why things are not moving in my child's life? Could it be possible that we have not learned this lesson that six days we cannot talk and do whatever our flesh tells us? We must be very careful with our words. And that is exactly what we saw in Genesis chapter 3. If Eve was careful with her words, she would have never got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Here, if Joshua and his people had to open their mouth, they would have lost one of the greatest victories in their life. And there is a reason why God tells them to shut their mouth. I could use a more sophisticated term, but I'm keeping it simple. God tells them to shut their mouths for a reason. Let me help you understand this. If you read about the children of Israel, they have a track record of constantly murmuring, constantly complaining. Whenever they are pushed against the wall, they start cursing God. Whenever problems hit their life, they start attacking the man of God. Whenever life throws them down, they keep talking nonsense. God knew about these people. He knew that they had a track record. There is a saying in Tamil, What it means is, certain habits that you pick up in the cradle, it will come with you to the grave. If you are used of being in a house where the father and mother is constantly fighting, eventually the children will also start doing that. If you are sitting in a place where they are constantly bashing churches and others, servants of God, you will be amazed that the next generation will pick this up easily. Because right from the childhood they are listening to this. So God knew that this group of people came with such an upbringing. They were constantly talking nonsense against God whenever they were crushed. Not realizing that crushing is critical for us to bring that anointing out. So he says six days, zip it up. Seventh day, zip it up. Seventh time, I want you to use all your might, all your force and worship me. Could it be possible that six days we have to be careful with our words? We have to be careful with where we are going, what we are doing, and how we are spending our resources. And seventh day, we have to come with all our might, with all our strength, and worship God. Amen. Have you noticed, in whenever I preach in New Jersey, there are a few people, as soon as I ta start talking, like this first row, I asked them, is my voice so sweet that, you know, I now my voice is terrible, but normally there is no chance that you can sleep if I start talking. No, brother. So tired. Working, working, working. Last night we both fought. I slapped my wife. Very tired, brother. And when you come to church, when you're tired, you're worn out, no strength. So when the worship is happening, this is what is happening in reality. 
we waste our precious ammunition we waste our strength chasing worldly dreams we chase with everything that we have things that will dissolve like snow and we come on the seventh day into the presence of the king with the little strength that we have and then we are wondering why this jericho wall is not tumbling down i want you to remember this my dear brothers and sisters that this group of people fortunately they followed god's instructions simple instructions and the bible says that the seventh time when they blew the trumpet and they worshiped god with all that they had the jericho wall came tumbling down which is a reminder to you and me that if man closes something in your life if the enemy closes something in your life all that god has to do is speak that one word and the jericho wall will come tumbling down so don't worry about the jericho wall that is threatening you that is threatening your child that is threatening your family that is threatening your marriage all that you have to do is to come into the presence of god use all your might all your strength and worship and praise god that is all is required and what man closes god will demolish it but if god closes something let me remind you that no man can open it no evil force can open it and if god covers you i want to strengthen you and challenge you to seek god every day and tell him lord cover me cover my family cover my child every day give me this divine protection and when he does that no harm can come next to your territory so these are a few things i wanted to share for your consideration god bless you